0: On, On this, this episode. episode of JR the P. <laughs> Clomping up these fucking forced flights of stairs. Get to the top. You gotta be dog fucking me. Some jerk off stole my doorstop. I was, like, flabbergasted, right? I'm just staring. I'm like, oh, God. And it had to be a grocery day. You know, I got fucking 12 case of sparkling water, soap detergent, the whole fucking kit and caboodle. I'm just like, uh so I had to put all the groceries down, open the door, and, ugh. Bud Light sales started going downhill on April 1st, Fool's Day. <laughs> Bud Light starts going downhill on April 1st, Fool's Day, when Mulvaney first promoted the beer on her, or uh, his or her, this person, Uh, when Mulvaney first promoted the beer on this person's social media pages while showing off a personalized can with his or her face on it. In the aftermath, furious consumers call for a boycott of the brand with politicians and celebrities alike banishing cans and using them for target practice. <laughs> I saw that. My name is Kid! Kid Rock! It's Kid Rock, baby! Kid Rock, you know, he, like, takes an AR-15 and just decimates, like, a crate of uh, Bud Light in retaliation against this, you know... Dylan Mulvaney-sponsored Light shenanigans. with the bar, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, the the <RankKK> Just fucking decimates a fucking flat of uh, Bud Light. It's like, you know, Kid Rock, I get it. You know, I mean, it's disgusting to me as well. You know, I mean, it really is. But I mean, I mean, did you have to shoot them up? I mean, couldn't you just pour them down the sink? Like any self respecting, recovering alcoholic would do. Just go pour it down the sink. You don't have to blow up the damn thing, shoot it up. But it did really illustrate a point. Looked pretty cool, too. Well, one of the latest things in my life, I am taking. Swimming lessons. Wagwan, what's happening, folks? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Oh, hey, folks. How you doing? So, check this out. Some jerk-off stole my doorstop. I mean, there are many other things going on in the world, but, I mean, as a self-centered individual, I kid. But, you know, just, you know, in my own little world, there's some fucking... Buffoonery afoot. Some jerk off stole my doorstop. Now, this is how it all began. I live in an apartment building downtown Toronto. And from time to time, you mosey up the stairs. You notice that the door to your hallway sometimes it's closed, sometimes it's inconvenient. You got a box of pizza, you got bags of groceries, you're lugging them up the stairs. Uh, last thing you want to do is open a fucking door to go down the hallway to get into your apartment. Well, sometimes the people on my floor, they prop the door open. And, you know, they'll they'll stuff a folded up piece of cardboard or they'll wedge an old chocolate bar wrapper or something underneath the door to hold it. Never holds it completely. It always winds up. Closing kind of like a band-aid fix so you know I'm sitting around one day and I'm like well you know it does so happen that I have an extra doorstop had this old doorstop sitting around the apartment figured well I could go put it out there in the hallway and prop the hallway door open and that way everyone can you know benefit from a open door way you know that was one part of me. But then there was another part of me, it was like, wait, no, don't do it. Jonathan, don't do it. I mean, you know how the world is. I mean, you can't have a unmolested doorstop just sitting out in the open. Somebody will take it. I mean, it's inevitable, right? I mean, you, you can't just leave a doorstop wedged in a door out there for anyone to see it. I mean, somebody's bound to steal it. I thought, no, no, I mean... What a cynical outlook to life. I mean, I don't want to live in a world where you can't have an unmolested doorstop wedged in a door. I mean, what kind of a jerk off's is going to go steal a doorstop, right? I mean, I want to believe. I want to believe in my fellow man. Well, against my better judgment, I go and I take this old doorstop of mine. And I go and I... I wedge it into the door of the hallway of the building that I live in. I go wedge it in the doorway, apartment building doorway. Not even two days later, not even a full 48 hours, I mean, usually when a crime gets committed, within the first first 48 hours, you need to be like, you know in detection mode, if you want to solve the case, right? Within the first 48 hours, you have to, like, be on top of that Sherlock Sherlock Holmes shit if you want to, you know, detect the uh, criminal in a crime case, right? Not even 48 hours after I wedge this doorstop in the doorway, some jerk-off. Well, let me get into it. Sometimes I'm so innocent. Sometimes I'm so innocent, it kills me. You know what I mean? Like, we're all so innocent. You ever feel that way sometimes when you're just innocently minding your business in life and then trouble bonks you over the head, clubs you over the head like a caveman? You know, I get bonked over the head. You know? Like, I'm so innocent sometimes. Like, we all are, right? So, the other day, two days, I don't know, a day and a half after I put that doorstop out there in the hallway. I'm plodding up the stairs. Of course, it had to be grocery day, you know, bags of groceries, clomping up a four flights of stairs, right? Uh, 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 going up the stairs. And, you know, in my innocent little mind, I'm thinking, luckily, I have that doorstop. Thank God for doorstops, you know? I mean... I got all these groceries in my hand but at least at the top of these four flights of stairs there will be an open doorway for me to walk through unmolested clomping up these fucking four flights of stairs get to the top you gotta be dog fucking me some jerk off stole my doorstop I was like flabbergasted right I'm just staring I'm like oh god and it had to be a grocery day you know I got fucking 12 case of sparkling water soap detergent the whole fucking kit and caboodle I'm just like so I had to put all the groceries down open the door and you know what I mean and I'm like what kind of a low life steals a doorstop? Yo, like <clears throat> the, the whole reason why I even owned a doorstop to begin with, I noticed, you know, sometimes in life it does pay to have a doorstop and it is a little mild inconvenience when you're living your life doing your thing. I mean, sometimes you try to use a piece of paper, that never fucking works. If you've ever tried to wedge a door open with a folded up piece of cardboard, <coughs> You know, you're trying to jam a piece of cardboard under a door. That never works. And I thought to myself, well, I could just go buy a doorstop. I mean, how much could one possibly be? So I went down to the dollar store, bought a doorstop for $1 at the dollar store, and then I had my doorstop. That's like the whole story of how I even procured a doorstop to begin with. So it's like it gets me thinking i'm like what kind of a low life what kind of a low life will goes and steals a dollar doorstop i mean come on you know hate to be so cynical in this day and age right so my ass was on fire you know it was a little you know I was a little you know a little bit of a hair up my ass about it right i'm like fuck right i was kind of pissed off about it So like I made a cup of coffee and then I was like, directly to the dollar store, I'm going to remedy this, I'm going to go buy a doorstop, I'm keeping it this time for myself and never going to have a problem like this ever again, because I'm going to have my own doorstop. Again. Sure as shit, get to the dollar store. Um, Hey, excuse me, sir, Uh, what happened to all the doorstops? Where are the doorstops? I don't know. Oh my God, we're sold out. I just stocked the shelf yesterday. We're sold out. No more doorstops. You gotta be fucking kidding me. It's like a pandemic of doorstop fucking dildos out there in this world. I mean, what kind of a jerk-off steals a doorstop to begin with? I mean, come on. Anyway. If you knew the show, Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, that is, this is a show where I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. Yeah. Um, Like I always try to um, impart, I'm going to be in your will someday. Don't be shy about it. You know, like, um, you know, people, once they kick the bucket, shit the bed, die, go to wherever the fuck they're going, um, sometimes they feel inclined to, you know, Pass on the blessings of their life to the ones who have helped them. I mean, motherfuck your friends and family. Those degenerates don't need nothing. Will your money to me? That's uh, Jonathan on the podcast, PO Box five four one Icknack Paddywhack, uh, Give a dog a bone. Lane, Toronto, Ontario M five eight ten five four. And uh, yeah, just will me all your lifetime savings to that's Jonathan on the podcast, PO bo- bo- Box. Your stupid family members will be, like, rubbing your feet as you, like, give up the ghost. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's dead. Then they'll read the will. Motherfucker. He left everything, to Jonathan Ramtran. Of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, that is. We talk current events, pop culture, entertainment, the time to the times, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada, you know? The whole kit and caboodle, folks, you really can't go wrong. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, janathan janathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly. Is. Yes. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Oh. So. The latest controversy, it's been going on for a couple weeks now, but you know, still very much on the tip of the lips of the internet world, Bud Light. Now apparently Bud Light, they partnered up with a trans influencer named Dylan Mulvaney, I believe. Now, first and foremost, Dylan's a fucking woman's name, rather a men's name, man's name, all right. I'm getting sick of this like androgynistic thing where it's like, you know, women are getting these names like Carter and Jackson, and you know, it's like you're obviously like you're a woman, aren't you? You're a girl, aren't you? You're a girl, ain't you? You know. So, first and foremost, Dylan's a man's name. Knock it off. Creeps you the fuck out. You know what I mean? But anyways, um, Dylan Mulvaney or. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, was Dylan his name pre-op then post-op he kept the name? It's like lose the dick, keep the name? I mean... (laughs) uh, I'm not really... Basically, I'm non-interested in um, trans issues. I mean... It's sad. These are people that are having conflict to the point in which they will mutilate themselves, go against themselves. The jokes, the harsh words, whatever comes out of my mouth, whatever I say, pales in comparison to the fact that these are people with emotional issues that are willing to go to the point of (laughs) self-mutilation. So, whatever. I ain't with it. God bless them. Just keep me out of it. You know what I mean? Like, stop trying to impose your wrong as my right. You know, they're doing wrong, and they're trying to impose it on me as right. Of course it's normal to cut off your body parts and start calling yourself um, the opposite gender that you are. Isn't that? Of course it makes sense. You don't think it makes sense? Anyways, Bud Light's been in some hot water lately around this Dylan Mulvaney influencer saga. They partnered up with this person and um, they... Uh, I guess, I don't know. They were trying to launch some sort of campaign to diversify the shit-faced college frat boy, drunken, buffoonery demographic that is generally their base of business, I guess. I don't know. They're trying to... (laughs) I mean, why shoot a golden goose? If A bunch of drunken morons are going to buy your shit. Why? (laughs) Why... Why pollute it? By trying to be diverse. Yo, man, like your clients don't want to be diverse. They want to be numb, nullified, um, in a stupor. (laughs) They're beer drinkers. God love them. So I don't know. Some bonehead marketing decision. So it's been in the news, I guess, like, um... The stocks, the values, the bonds, the whatever of um, of uh, Bud Light have been plummeting. Here's an article. This, again, is an article from TorontoSun.com. Bud Light could lose top dog status to Modelo after trans flap. <coughs> Beer expert says. Bud Light continues to fizzle out following a flap involving trans-influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Now, a beer industry expert claims the behemoth could lose its status as America's brew of choice, according to the Daily Mail. Sales of Bud Light are down 26% year-over, year for the week of April 22nd, according to the industry data report by Beer Business Daily. While Bud Light is still the best-selling beer in America, really? While Bud Light is still the best-selling beer in America, Bud Light is in serious trouble this year if parent company Anheuser-Busch, Anheuser-Busch, can't reverse the decline in sales industry expert Bump Williams told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. I think it runs the risk of losing the number one position at the end of the calendar year, 2023, to Modelo Especial, said Williams of Bump Williams Consulting. Baby, turn around and let me see that sexy body go bump, bump, bump. Baby, that's all I need when I see. Baby, turn around and let me see that sexy thing go bump, bump, bump. Remember that? Said Williams of Bump Williams Consulting, a firm specializing in alcoholic beverage industry. According to Williams, stores last year sold U.S. $4.8 billion worth of Bud Light, making it the top U.S. beer brand. Followed by Modelo Especial with U.S. 3.75 billion in sales. And Michelob Ultra, which took in U.S. 3.3 billion from thirsty shoppers. That's a hell of a lot of hangovers. Shit. That's multi-billion hangovers, you know? All of those figures are for in-store sales only. All of those figures are for in-store st- in sales only and do not include purchases at restaurant and bars. Because who fucking knows? You know how those degenerates are, you know? You ever been ripped off on a beer tab? I remember one time, um, it was like $2 beer night and I was on the dance floor shit-faced. I'm like, let's get some beers, right? And the little beer tub girl came around and, you know, she charges me for the beer and I go to pay it then my buddy's like hey wait a minute wait a minute this is what my friend said he goes wait a minute wait a minute beers are supposed to be on special for two dollars she's charging us five or whatever the fuck it was right and I remember I looked at her right and she was just like I was like wow you know it's like when you're going to a bar or out in public drinking just be aware people are trying to rob you blind and skull fuck you you know what I mean But, I mean, I don't want to be so cynical. Go out and enjoy yourself. But, um. All of those figures are for in-store sales only and do not include purchases at restaurants and bars. Williams told DailyMail.com that because Coors Light and Miller Light are so far behind Bud Light in sales, I don't think they have a chance to surpass Bud Light, despite the brand's recent slump. I thought Coors Light, and actually, you know, like I don't drink anymore, but I was never really into Coors Light. Miller Light is pretty good. Some people don't like Miller. I used to like Miller Light, you know, fresh pack of cigarettes and a 12-pack of Miller Light. Come on, boy. (laughs) You know, sipping on a Miller Light, smoking a cigarette. pretty damn good. Pretty tasty. Cores I was never so much into. I loved Budweiser. Whew, but Drank Budweiser all the time. Bud Light. I mean, what's the point of getting Bud Light? What's the point of getting a light beer, period? Pussy. But I mean, trans pussy. But I mean, um, you know how it is. Let me continue here. Bud Light sales started going downhill on April 1st, Fool's Day. (laughs) Bud Light starts going downhill on April 1st, Fool's Day, when Mulvaney first promoted the beer on her, or uh, his his or her, this person. uh, When Mulvaney first promoted the beer on this person's social media pages while showing off a personalized can with uh, his or her, <clears throat> face on it. In the aftermath, furious consumers call for a boycott of the brand, with politicians and celebrities alike banishing cans and using them for target practice. <laughs> I saw that. My man is kid, Kid Rock. It's Kid Rock, baby. Kid Rock. You know he like takes an AR-15 and just decimates like a crate of uh, Bud Light in retaliation against this, you know, Dylan Mulvaney-sponsored Bun Light shenanigans. Pa with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, the up the boogie. Just fucking decimates a fucking flat of uh, Bud Light. It's like, you know, Kid Rock, I get it, you know, I mean, it's disgusting to me as well, you know, I mean, It really is. But I mean, I mean, did you have to shoot him up? I mean, couldn't you just pour him down the sink? Like any self-respecting, recovering alcoholic would do? Just go pour it down the sink. You don't have to blow up the damn thing. Shoot it up. But it did really illustrate a point. Looked pretty cool too. Anyway, Bud Light's sale started going downhill on April 1st when Mulvaney first promoted the beer on social media pages while showing off a personalized can with his or her face on it. In the aftermath, furious consumers called for a boycott of the brand with politicians and celebrities alike banishing cans and using them for target practice. Yeah. So, yeah. Bud Light sales are fizzling out after this flap involving trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Sales of Bud Light are down 26% year over for the week ending April 22nd, 2023. Yeah. Um... Hey, you know, there's a lot of talk you hear about trans people and how I think about them is like they're human beings and they're covered by the same human rights as any human being. So it's like they don't need no special rights or this, that the other. Violence is uh, against them, is uh, obviously just as wrong as it would be against anyone. Discrimination based on their personhood is wrong just as much as it would be against anyone. I'm just not into their uh, world of uh, make-belief. And um, I don't see how... I don't see the point of their imposition. You know, like their way of life makes sense to them. So let it make sense to them. Why, like, why do they have to, like, go out and promote it and try to put it on others? You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, just call it what it is. This is a person with personal issues to the point in which they're willing to self mutilate themselves. Does that make any sense? They're being harmful and destructive to themselves. That would just be the same as if, like, um, You know, I I don't try to whinge on and bang on about this anymore, but I used to have a drinking problem. And, you know, people are coming out these days saying that people with um, substance abuse problems are brave and they're fighting a battle and it's a disease and there's no right to discriminate against somebody because of a disease. Call it what it is. These people are angry, caught up in a spiritual rapture, and they're self-harming themselves what, are we going to start saying that it's okay to be a drunk and a meth head and, yeah, go ahead and smoke fucking ice and, yeah, get shit-faced drunk every fucking day, whatever. Um, you know, it's it's your truth. It's who you are. And it's it makes sense, right? Like, no, it doesn't make sense to self-harm yourself and you're not a victim and it's, it's like, obvious something's wrong. But, like, we're always trying to... Cover up the wrong and make it right or impose it as right, or you know, we're trying to, people are always trying to do wrong and have it be seen as right when it's clear as the nose on your face, right? So, you know, like. I say if, like, you know, a trans person wants to do what they want to do, let them do it. Just, but they should just keep it to themselves and not try to impose their viewpoint on others. Because it doesn't make any sense and it's clear as day, right? But, um, I don't know. This is the world we're living in these days. I think a good, um, Budweiser commercial, funny one, would be like, um... You know, apparently they tried to do some damage control coming up with all these pro-America Bud Light commercials putting them out there and they were just corny and made fun of relentlessly online. You know, they showcased things like a billowing American flag and a Clydesdale running down a dirt road and trucks and the rodeo and um baseball games and hot dogs. I'm an American. Trying to do damage control for this flitting flipperty gibbet ugh, trans social influencer that they had caked on the side of a. That, like, that's the last thing you want to see when you're shit faced at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning. Last call, everyone. Well, I guess last call is like 2 a.m. Last call, everyone. And you're like, I don't want to go home alone. Another dingy night alone, curled up on the sofa by my damn self. I need someone. I need to be held. I need to be loved. I need to be... You are know, staring at that fucking face. That fucking trans face. Peeking at you. Peeking out at you. At last call. You know, who, who the hell needs that? Right? So Bud Light trying to do damage control with their dumbass commercials... I think a good commercial would be this. Um so just like lean into it with some humor. You know, it's like you got some frat boys so just like, oh, oh, "Oh, what happened last night? Oh, what happened last night?" He like rolls over in bed and he's just like laying next to like some tranny. Good morning we've all done things that we've later regretted you shit face drunks forgive us bud light <laughs> some frat boy waking up with a tranny in bed ah, i got a math i got a math test today what happened ah. <laughs> you know um Though I will say this, um, you know, I spoke a little bit about trans people and, um, you know, I think they have the right of any human being. Safety to, you know, the right to safety, the right to their own personhood, the right to go out and seek employment and uh, do for themselves. And I do semi sort of Well, no, no. In terms of just the fact of a career, I do have empathy for this um, Dylan Mulvaney character because um, he he he, he or she goes out and through the work by this person's own work, Sweat and Brow, they built up a following. I think it was like TikTok or something or however... He or she, he or she did it. And, you know, there was a lot of hard work. He or she gets this marketing contract, this influencer, spokesperson contract with Bud Light. It's a lot of hard work they did to get there. And I mean... How is Dylan feeling right now with all this backlash? And this... It must feel pretty overwhelming. Or maybe Dylan's a sociopath and could care less. Because, like, you know, they got a lot of issues going on and stuff. I do wonder, though. Because, I mean... That can't feel good. And I don't know, like, I think, uh, you know, through my spiritual journey, through my wanderings, through my evolution, some things that I've heard lately is like, it, it makes sense enough just to see wrong or just to see To see the error of a way. You don't have to browbeat it and bash it over the head and, you know, overexpose or overreact to a situation. I mean, you see somebody doing something wrong, you point it out, you let it go, it's their life. So it is kind of sad to see this person... just caught up in this whirlwind of rejection. And I wonder how they're taking it. I wonder how Dylan is taking it. Like an overwhelming, like, well, maybe it's enough to shake him, maybe it's enough to shake uh, him or her, him or her, back into reality of the situation. Hey, God bless you drunk, beer-drinking buffoons, and God bless Dylan Mulvaney. And, uh, you know, calls him like you sees him. And, uh, you know, I... You know, I don't drink beer anyway, so I don't really have any dog in the fight, but, I mean, you know, some things are just obvious. And, you know, the only way to help people is to, you know give them the truth. I mean, for example, again, like, I don't like to, you know, make myself a martyr and bang on and whinge on about this shit. I mean, I don't even care anymore. But at one point in my life, one of my problems was drinking. If people were just to tell me, oh no, you have a disease and you're a victim. And yeah, it makes total sense why. I mean, if you look at your life and your circumstances, of course it makes sense for you to get shit face drunk every day. I mean, there's nothing abnormal about that. No. You're, you're, you're right. You are right in your self-destruction. How would that have helped me? Not that I give a shit what people say anyway and I had to figure it out for myself. But the point is, like, when you lie to people and they're going down a bad path, they're just going to get worse. So, I mean, hopefully for Dylan, this uh, feedback is a little bit enlightening. And hopefully Dylan made some money, you know? And hopefully Dylan uh, goes on and uh, does... uh, I mean, I don't have no hopes for Dylan other than to be well. I wish Dylan well. Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Oh, wow. Well, one of the latest things in my life, I am taking swimming lessons. Yeah. Um, It's about time. Here I am in my mid-30s and, you know, I can like, I mean, if you tossed me in the deep end, I wouldn't drown. Like I could stay afloat and, you know, I could fake it till I make it, but I don't really know how to swim. So I figured, okay, uh, let me take some swimming lessons so far, so good. Found a place near my my home. You know, swimming lessons for adults aren't as easy as you would think. I mean, it's like you go online and it's not like they're they're readily p- promoted. You know, you see for children quite a bit. Slim, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Usually, children need to learn how to swim. But even us adults who don't know, I mean, we need some love too, you know? So, but anyways, it wasn't exactly easy. So, luckily, I well, first of all, it was kind of funny. Uh, when I when I went to the place to sign up, I go in and I'm like, oh, hey, uh, I'm interested in taking some swimming lessons. The guy's like, well, the guy's like, well, you know, it's a really tough program to get into. You can't just sign up for it. You, I mean, you have to wait till the day of, you have to go online and you have to queue up and you have to click on the button at the exact turn of the, like, I mean, Registration opens on this day at seven a.m. So you have to be online at seven a.m. and click on to register. And if you don't get in at first, just keep clicking. Just get keep, keep clicking. And yet he's like giving me all these like rules and stuff, and I'm just like looking at him. I'm like, is he joking? You know, I was like, eh. I was like, kind of chuckling or. I had a grin on my face. I thought he was making a joke, but this guy was dead serious. If you want to learn how to swim, adult swim class, you got to go online at 7 a.m. And you have to click on and make sure to, if you don't get through at first, keep clicking, keep clicking. I just like, oh my God, like, isn't it hard enough that I don't know how to swim? Now I got to do all this crap? Anyway, he, luckily he did give me that good information. So I did. I got online at 7 a.m. on the button and I'm clicking and luckily I did get through, registered. And I've been attending swim classes, flipping and flapping, learning things, you know, front crawl, breaststroke, you know, floating, egg beater, you know, picking up a few things and things are going well, you know, and, um, Classes have been just going excellent, very well. Well, that until someone peed in the pool. It was like the first class. You know, I'm flapping, I'm floundering, I'm flopping around in the water. And all of a sudden, I guess like unbeknownst to me, there was like a junior, like a kindergarten swim class, like right in the next lane next to us. You know, here I am swimming for dear life in the shallow end. Got some like five-year-old like looking at me i don't know six or seven or something and all of a sudden we hear everybody out of the pool everybody out of the pool I'm like what everybody out everybody out so i, I get out of the pool I'm like, what, 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 what's going on and there's this little kid right i think it was like a little girl she was like shivering right she's like Some, somebody peed in the pool somebody peed in the pool she was like looking right at me somebody peed at the pool fucking looking i don't look at me you little shit you probably you're the one who probably peed in the pool junior fucking man in his mid-30s getting you know this kid's like fucking seven years old she's like somebody peed in the pool i was like it's probably you <laughs> you looking at me for it. somebody somebody peed in the pool <laughs> anyway somebody peed in the pool everything was going swimmingly until somebody peed in the pool so we had to evacuate but I mean, I think what really what it was, was like some kind of stench from the vents. You know how people always overreact? I mean, if one person peed in a pool, how is everyone going to smell it? Didn't make any sense. It was like an overwhelming scent of like ammonia, like a cat piss or something, or like, I don't know, sourdough bread. Like this really kind of pungent kind of aroma. And I started giving a whiff. I was like I think it's coming from the vents like you know how they have like side vents around a pool that catch water and do filtration and whatnot. it was like coming from the vents I really don't think anybody peed in the pool I think they were just overreacting but I mean shit yeah so I guess it is going well I mean I'm learning some things I'm learning like I said you know front crawl breaststroke Egg beater, floating, floating. It's a little, it's a little testy though, because, like, you know, like I said, you got these kindergarten kids right next to you taking lessons as well. And then there's like this one Mrs. Know It All uh, in my program. You know, it's like the class is called Adult Swim One for people who don't know how to swim. So most of us don't really know how to swim and we could stay afloat, but we don't really know. Well, there's this one Mrs. Know-It-All in my program. She's out doing fucking breaststroke, front crawl, you know, egg beater. She's doing the whole fucking works like right in front of us while we're trying to swim. You know, here we are in our lanes. She's right in front of us doing the fucking egg beater, the breaststroke, the front crawl. I was like... Yeah, you hold on a second. Oh, I see. I did it wrong. I guess I should have learned how to swim before taking swim classes. Bitch knows how to fucking swim already. She's like a fucking dolphin. <coughs> Jumping around in front of us, swimming around in front of us, egg beater. It's a little demoralizing, you know what I mean? I mean, is it not tough enough that somebody peed in the pool in the first class? Then the second class, you know, there we are, we're wedged in there with the ki- children. You know, it's like fucking four, five, six, seven-year-olds in the pool with us. So, you know, you're taking swim classes right next to a junior kindergarten. Isn't it a little bit much? A little demoralizing to have one of your fellow classmates doing the egg beater in your fucking face when you're trying to learn how to side breathe? Wasn't exactly the easiest thing I ever did, but I am picking up a few things. And, you know, it's building some confidence. And I'm telling you, it is a fantastic workout. Like, you really do feel loosened up. They call it the full-body workout, swimming. Or at least I heard that once. And, um, damn, you really do feel like... You know, I I went swimming, I guess, like, two days ago or something. Yeah, I guess, like, what day is it today? Yeah, like, two days ago, I went swimming. So, like, yeah. You know, I went for a jog this morning. Felt really loose, real loosey-goosey. It's a real great workout, so... Digging it. Very much digging it. Very much so. So, you know, that's some of the new things in my life um, that I could add to the podcast today. And as you know, as you may or may not know, or hell, maybe as you surmised, I am an actor extraordinaire, comedian extraordinaire, performer extraordinaire. Yeah, and um, all's well. Um, Got a few things coming up that I'm going to be able to share with you um, in regards to the podcast, some new content. Um, It's in the works right now, getting edited. We already shot it. We already filmed it, the whole wagadoo. It's getting edited. So soon I'll be able to share that with my dear listeners, dear viewers. And, um, you know, just, Doing my thing. Um, I'm really trying to focus on just health and longevity and taking it step by step because um, that's what's in front of me. That's what's in front of me to do. And um, that's more than enough. And I'm very happy to do so. Well, that about does it for another episode of Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, that is. Certainly enjoyed speaking with y'all today. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramchand, signing off from duty on this magnificent May 5th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Door stops, trans influencers, bud light, swimming. What a life. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, janathan-ramtran.com. And as always, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it Alright Peace